Welcome to Succeed Even If. I'm Tom Marcoux. And I'm Johanna McLeod. Today we have a wonderful opportunity to talk with Bob Berg, who's a sought-after speaker for company leadership and sales conferences, and he shares the platform with everyone from today's business leaders and broadcast personalities, even a former U.S. president. He's the author of a number of books on sales, marketing, and influence, with total book sales of well over a million copies. He's the author of the Go-Giver series, co-authored with John David Mann, and has been translated into 28 languages. His and John's newest parable in the Go-Giver series is the Go-Giver Influencer. So, Bob, I would love to hear what is the essence of the Go-Giver series and philosophy. Tom and Joanna, it really comes down to understanding that shifting your focus, and this is really the key, shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others. And that doing so is not only a nice way, a pleasant way of conducting business, but the most financially profitable way as well. Ah, got it. Actually, we've noticed in your material, you talk about mentorship. What should a person avoid doing when they're trying to get a mentor? Mentorship so important, and it's so helpful. It can really cut one's learning curve by years. Yet what I find a lot of people do is when they approach someone to mentor them, they'll come out, and this is someone with whom they don't have a relationship, they'll just say, hey, would you be my mentor? And and it's mm-hmm. sort of like asking someone to share, hey, would you share 40 years of your experience with me, even though you don't know me from a hole in the wall? Oh, wow. And, yeah. And I think it can come across as entitled in a way and maybe not respectful of the process. And while there might be some people who might say yes, it's pretty doubtful. But what you can do is instead... You can ask someone, pretty much anyone, whether you've just met them, whether it's online, whether it's in person, what have you, you can certainly frame it in such a way as to say, I really admire your work. If this is not appropriate or just not something you'd like to do, it's totally understandable. But may I ask you one or two very specific questions? Uh And when you do that, you've done a few things. One, you've, again, respected the process. You've come across not as though you're entitled to their (laughs) wisdom, but that you realize it's a big ask and you're giving them the out or back door. You're letting them know, hey, if this is not appropriate or or just not something you want to do, totally understandable. Yeah, I know you're very busy. Also, by saying one or two very specific questions, you're letting them know that they're not going to waste their time. It's not like you're asking, can I pick your brain (laughs) and so forth, but instead I've got one or two. And and that says to the person, hey, this is a person who means business. This is a person who isn't going to waste my time. This is the person who who just wants some good advice. And and most likely they'll be willing to share that with you. Not always, but it doesn't have to be always. It doesn't have to be everyone, but many people will. Now, you want to make sure that you research that person and don't ask anything that you could have known the answer to you know, through research, because that will be counterproductive. Also, after the conversation, after you thank them, I would, as soon as you leave, I would write and send a handwritten personalized 
thank you note. Just something such as, you know, thank you so much again for taking time out of your day. I understand you're very busy. Please know how grateful I am. I look forward to applying the wisdom you shared and will let you know how things are progressing. Then what I'd also do, and this is just a really nice touch, and again, you've researched them so you know their favorite charity, is make a small, doesn't have to be anything big, but just a small donation in their name to their favorite charity or cause. And it'll get back to them. They'll be notified. You're not doing it to kiss up to them. But again, just to show, to communicate that you're respecting the process and that you want to, in some way, be of value to them. Now you can always come back three weeks later, a month later, follow up, maybe ask another question. And if over time a mentor-protege relationship is supposed to develop, it will. If not, it won't. You might find that there are different people who are one-time or two-time mentors, you know, and you might really hit it off with that one person and they take an interest in you. But remember, a mentor-protege relationship is just that. It's a relationship and it builds over time. Mm-hmm. Ah, excellent. Excellent. Right now I'm working on my 52nd book and it wow. is, thank you. <laughs> and it's focusing on a specific question that I am really curious as to how you respond to it. And that question is, what has been a miracle secret that is something that has created profound good in your life? I think it's two parts of one whole. And the first part is very much an interest in others and a desire to help people feel genuinely good about themselves. And this is something I think I've you know, really gotten from my parents. I think that to the degree that you are truly interested in another person, that's really the degree they feel good about you. So it's sort of, you know, it it comes back and provides you with a real unique advantage in life because you've got more people who are on your side. You've got more people who know you, who like you, who trust you. And I think while the interest in others wasn't necessarily natural for me, I think I got that from really modeling my folks, what was natural to me is a very strong sense of empathy. I'm Mm. able to really kind of feel other people's pain and on a deep level understand the emotions they're feeling. Mm. And because of that, I think that leads again to people sort of trusting me more naturally and quicker than they may otherwise. I see. Powerful, powerful stuff. What's the most important thing you want to convey today? Be able to move from an I focus or me focus to what we call an other focus. Mm. And that is really looking to laser focus, if you will, on how you can bring or provide or give value to others. When we do that, we really create the context for a relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. So say focus on the other person. There's nothing self-sacrificial or martyrish about it. It's just a pleasant way of living life and conducting business. And as we mentioned earlier, it happens to be the most profitable way too. profitable being sure financial, but profitable also in terms of just social relationships or family relationships or whatever it may be to the degree that we look to provide value to our world, to other people, to the marketplace. That's the degree that it naturally comes back to us. Got it. Knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? 
I love that question because it really allows us to reflect back and reflect back on our mistakes, which I, mm-hmm. I've made plenty of and, <laughs> and, and, and continue to, but hopefully at a slower pace than when I was younger. And I think <laughs> one of the reasons why is because when I was younger, I pretty much thought I had it figured out. I really felt as though I understood the way the world worked. I felt I understood human nature and really felt I knew the answers. And it reminds me of a quote that is often attributed to Mark Twain, although he's not recorded as ever saying it. But then again, anything that's really clever or wise, we figure either Mark Twain or Ben Franklin or, you know, somebody like that said. But the quote itself is, it ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you're absolutely positively sure you do know that -hmm. just ain't so. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was me. I just knew that I knew these things, but I really, I didn't. And it was only as I began to get a little older and started to mature in that way and begin listening more and talking less, that the mistakes didn't come as quickly and as furiously. Got it. We have a situation where we have a salesperson and they have allowed their enthusiasm to be too big and too much. And the person says, whoa, hey, you're pushing. What would you invite that salesperson to do when they find that they're in a situation where someone's giving them a lot of resistance. And it happens to be very true that enthusiasm, as good as it is, can, when you go overboard in your enthusiasm, you will actually turn people off. You'll create defensiveness in them and actually have them put up mental blocks and sometimes verbal blocks such as back off. (laughs) You know, they may not say exactly like that, but that's really what it is. And so, you know, first is to learn a lesson from it and understand that we have to temper our enthusiasm so that we don't come across in a way that is overdone. But I would say when it happens right there, well, the first thing to do is to apologize. Mm-hmm. You know, and just say my apologies. I tend to be so enthusiastic about this because of my personal understanding of it. But really, you know, that's not the correct way to be. My job is to really find out what your needs are, what your mm-hmm. wants are, and see if this product or service will meet those needs. Mm-hmm. Got it. What if a person is trying to sell something or offer something, but the person's being extremely defensive about it? Mm, That can certainly happen. So let's say you never met this person before. You're sitting down with them about to do a presentation and they kind of, you know, let you know up front, hey, don't think I'm buying anything today or, you know, don't think I'm some easy sale or some easy mark. And Mm -hmm. remember, we don't know what's in another person's head and what's in another person's heart. As human beings, we all see the world our own way based on our own experiences. Maybe she's saying she's not an easy mark because she really does believe she is and so is a little bit trying to set a boundary or maybe she was taken advantage of you know who knows why so whatever the case is she has kind of set a adversarial type of frame Mm -hmm. and if we as the sales professional if we buy into that well then we're defensive and we're kind of trying to let her know hey i'm just trying you know and nothing good is going to come out of that (laughs) you're just going to have two people basically against each other and no one's going to win because she's not going to buy and you're not going to sell so she's not going to have the benefit of your product or service and you're not going to have the benefit of having a sale take place so Mm-hmm. Let's instead reset the frame. A frame is simply the foundation from which everything else takes place. So obviously that's not a frame we want to operate within. So we'll reset the frame. So what if instead, after she says that, and again, we pause for a moment, we certainly don't argue, and, and we simply say, you know, Mary, while we've been able to help a lot of people with this 
product, whether or not it's the right solution for you, we simply can't know without exploring deeper and discovering whether it meets your needs. So please know this conversation is for both of us to determine that. And if it does, great. If not, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. So we've now, yeah, we've now reset that from one of two adversaries to one of two allies who are looking for the same thing, what's in her best interest. Which reminds me of one of your books that I read called Adversaries into Allies. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Terrific. I've also read Endless Referrals. I've ah. also read a couple of your books in your Go-Giver series. Particularly, I remember the title, Go-Givers Sell More. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Certainly. And I know your most recent book is called Go-Giver Influencer. Yeah, yeah, that's the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So speaking of that book, Go Giver Influencer, what do you feel is one of those moments in the book that you went, oh, I'm so glad that I believe your co-author is John. John right? David Mann, yeah, who's a yeah. fantastic writer and storyteller. Yeah. Right. So perhaps you and John together went, ah, this is so great. I'm so glad that we're putting this one in this book. As we brought the story together and we looked at it from the different points, beginning with mastering your emotions, because that's really where it all begins. You can't do that. You're not even in the game, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to step into the other person's shoes, understanding that, you know, it's very difficult to do that since, again, we all see the world in a different way. So the only way to do that is to really ask questions and then listen. Maybe the last part where we talk about letting go of having to be right. Uh That might be what really brings it together because letting go of having to be right doesn't mean you don't want to be right. Of course you do. We all do. We're human beings. (laughs) Why wouldn't we want to be right? But what it does mean is that we keep our mind open to understanding the other person's point of view and opening up to the idea that we may not be 100% right. There may be things we don't know, but what happens, and and this is really the great part, two things happen when you let go of having to be right, when you let go of your attachment to having to be right. One is you go into learning mode. You're Mm -hmm. able to learn, right? Mm -hmm. Because if there are some people, and we, we all know these people, we usually see them online, and that is, you know, my mind's made up, don't confuse me with the facts. (laughs) You can't learn that way. So Mm -hmm. when you open up to not having to be right, well, you can learn, which empowers you and actually gives you more information and ups the odds that you will be right. But the second thing it does, and this is just as important, when you let go of having to be right, this person who you're dealing with, they come to understand that you're simply, you're looking for the truth. You're not looking to be right at all costs. You're not looking to be right by making them wrong. Mm -hmm. You simply want the truth. And when you do that, this person's much more likely to open up, to drop their defensiveness, and perhaps move to your side of the issue. But until this person feels safe with us, until they feel comfortable with us, until they have some trust in us, they'll never allow themselves to move off their position. Got it. Excellent. Bob, that was terrific. In fact, it's interesting. In one of our previous podcasts, Joanna and I were talking about this. I have this phrase that I like to hold to perceptions more than opinions, because if I have a perception, I could just change it easily, quickly, because I could take in some new data, Mm -hmm. some new evidence. But if I have an opinion, I might stand there and defend it, and that might slow us down. 
So that's an idea that I've been playing around with. I love words. That's why I'm called the spoken word strategist. <laughs> and so I write every day. I feel that we have some precision with our words, like perception, not opinion, that we're able to take the conversation to a higher level. And I really feel that, Bob, you've been sharing how to have all our interactions at a warmer, higher level. I want to thank you for sharing oh, all that with us. Thank you. I, that means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Terrific. Bob, I'm curious. What is the process of you and John David Mann working together on a book? It's really easy because John is an extraordinary writer and storyteller. Mm -hmm. I'm a how-to guy. You know, it's not as though it's a matter of which of us writes better and that we have to go through it and determine. John's a great writer. <laughs> okay. So really, it's just such a joy and a pleasure. He takes ideas and just makes them so much better. Plus, you know, he's in his own right a very successful entrepreneur and great thinker. And like you, he's a wordsmith. Ah. So it's really just such a, a pleasure to have the honor of working with John. Terrific. So, Joanna, I'm curious, what are you going to keep from this conversation? Well, I really enjoyed the framing idea. And also, I really enjoyed letting go of not having to be right. Excellent. I'll keep from this conversation the idea of being a go-giver is actually connected to us operating on a higher level, a warmer level, a level of connection is something that makes things better for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Is there something you'd like to add to that there, Bob? I think you both made fantastic points and just, you know, really been a pleasure speaking with you both and getting to exchange ideas. That's really what it's all about. Yes, Fantastic. So, Bob, thank you so much for this conversation. We are really grateful that you shared with us and our listeners all your insights. How can people get in contact with you? Go to the go giver without the hyphen, thegogiver.com. Ah, excellent. This broadcast is brought to you by Tom's online course at udemy.com. Yes, I'm really excited about my online course. It's called Your Secret Charisma more confidence, and more sales. My other courses include Success Secrets, Confidence and Skills to Handle Toxic People. Another course is Darkest Secrets of Persuasion and Seduction Masters, How to Protect Yourself and Turn the Power to Good. And another course is Darkest Secrets of Film Directing. Click to subscribe to this channel. And then you'll be supporting Johanna, me, and our message. Tom helps people in other ways. As a spoken word strategist and executive coach, I help people really connect and get yes. I help them with their speeches, pitches, video marketing, and networking. And I help them prepare for that crucial life-changing meeting. As you're ready to go to the next step, see special videos, find out about my books and coaching at getthebigyes.com forward slash next step. And so remember, perform at your best with words, strategy, and rehearsal for your success.